Hello, CFI sweethearts. Welcome to episode 9 of our Coming For You podcast, aka CFY official podcast, with me, your host, Maximiliana. Wow, it's so surreal that I'm actually hosting episode 9 today. And trust me, it has been quite a journey. But here we are, episode 9 and counting. And um, today, I am very excited. In fact, I am beyond grateful because in this very episode, my friend and I are going to have a conversation about our trip to Malaga, Spain. It's just a friendication in Malaga, Spain. Uh, so we'll talk about our experience. So basically, you will get to hear about the weather in Malaga, Spain uh, by the time we went there, the people we met and some of the sites we visited. And there are so many touristic attractions in Malaga, Spain. So I suppose maybe this episode is going to give you a picture for people who are going to plan to go to Malaga, Spain. They can plan and then see what to get out of it. And so before we dive deep into this conversation, I want to welcome my friend to introduce herself. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you, Maxi, for inviting me. I'm glad to, to be on this podcast with you. My name is Irene Priscilla Ayaru, a lawyer by training, but that's not why I'm here. I also like to have fun and enjoy myself. So I would classify myself as an introvert, extrovert, if that exists. Yeah, I live in Dublin and I met Maxi at uh, the University of Galway now, but formerly NUIG. We met there and as life would have it, we eventually ended up in Dublin together. And as they say, the rest is history. So I'm really glad to be part of this podcast and i'm happy to share our experience with this friend Kation. that's a very nice term maxim <laughs> it really really truly describes what it was and it was amazing so i hope that from this you'll be inspired to visit malaga add it to your bucket list of places thanks maxi oh my god thank you so much irene for at least accepting for me to call it a friend Kation. because i was trying to to think what we can call it but anyway that's not a big deal um i'd ask you one time your name sounds like he's coming from a multilineal society as if it's all female <laughs> um funny thing is i'm actually named after two great grandmothers so irene was my great grandma on my dad's side so that's my paternal great grandma and then priscilla um was my maternal great grandma so basically i was given the names of great grandmothers <laughs> Which also says a lot, <laughs> but big, like, I was kind of like the first um, great granddaughter in a way. So that's the story behind my name, should I say? But I love them. I see. <laughs> Irene is such a beautiful name, actually. It is, and it has a great meaning, so I really like it. What's the meaning of your name? It actually means peace. So I guess that explains why I'm a very peaceful person. You are such a humble friend. You know, every time I see you, I, I always tell you this, right? My mom yeah. has roots from Uganda, right? My maternal grandmother is from Uganda. So my mother is a very humble person. She is very calm. When I came to know you, I just told you, you are very humble, you are quiet, and so you, you remind me of my mom a lot. 
Oh, bless you. Thank you for that. I think, Irene, now we can talk about how we started planning our trip and choosing where we want to go and stuff like that. So, um, one of our former housemates, Carolina, bless her soul, was so gracious and extended an invite to us. And I think that's really how the conversation started. And, you know, she kept asking, when are you coming over? When are you visiting? And, you know, it was just one of those times where you're spontaneous and you're like, let's just do it because if we don't go now, when are we going to go? But I think it was also because we were just coming out of uh, winter and it was still cold. It was getting warm in other places around Europe. But of course, Ireland, as we know it and love it, it's usually wet and rainy. So it was nice to like have a break from that. And I think that's how we narrowed down to going to Malaga. Also, we had, you know, kind of like checked um, the flights and, you know, summer usually is a very peak season carolina had also told us that it gets really hot during the summer and she advised us to visit malaga during um spring so i think that is basically how we settled to um that period and how we came to go at april as you said it can be very cold in ireland and so we we were trying to locate where the heat was you know right yeah Yeah, we needed some hot temperature, a little bit of hotness and um, some true vitamins from the sun. And when we went there, to be honest, we were not disappointed. It was exactly how we pictured it to be. It really was. I'm just uh, going back to that time when we stepped out of the plane and the weather hit kind of like hit us. Irene, do you remember I told you I feel like I have landed in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania? <laughs> I do. It was night time. So yeah, we, so we got some true vitamin D there, honestly. And I felt some heat into my bones. This can sound like an exaggeration, but it's not. Actually, because when the winter came in Ireland, sometimes I can feel the cold to my bones. I'm like, am I alright? Is this something I'm just thinking in my head? Or oh, this cold is in my bone? And so when I went to Malaga, Spain, I just felt like my body was relaxing. I felt it within my body and within my bone and everywhere, you know? Absolutely. Um, I felt it too. And I think the fact that like the winter is always really protracted here, it just seems like it's never ending. And of course, coming from countries that have a tropical climate, that's um, the environment we've grown up in. So of course, the long periods of winter, it gets sad, you feel... So it was just nice to get there and it felt a lot like being home, like the weather was exactly the kind of weather we have at home and it was just it was just really lovely i remember how happy we were we were so so excited <laughs> yeah we were so happy do you remember when we arrived at the airport and then we were trying to locate the bus or the train to go to carolina's apartment do you also remember the queue to the taxi it was a shock that <laughs> the transport we thought was available was no longer available because of that time mm. and 
you know, we tried to to ask around, but you know, we are so so lucky that we met a gentleman who was really kind, like got out of his car and was like, you know, this is where you go to get the taxis. And I remember how that queue like shocked me to the core. I was like, what? <laughs> I never seen such a long queue because I I'm sure I can approximate the number of the people who were in the queue. It surpasses to a hundred because remember it was uh, when the flights are landing and then everybody wants the taxi. So I think it's more than a hundred people and that's the alternative arrangement for the people, you know, to go home when they land after midnight or past midnight. Yeah, that's true. But I also have to give it to them. They were very organized, I must say, because the queue was moving pretty fast and, um, there was someone at the front of the queue directing us go to this taxi go to this other taxi so i think it was overall it was a very organized system and you know the queue actually kept moving quite fast but i think also when we got into the taxi it also hit us so hard that we were in uh, spain which is a non english speaking country <laughs> Because I remember how we struggled to kind of like give the guy the direction, the name of the place, because he was speaking in Spanish and we're like, oh shoot, what are we going to do? <laughs> the guy was not speaking English. It's yeah, he was yeah. Spanish and we were not speaking any of the Spanish. <laughs> So you can you can imagine the situation. Do you know it's funny how you can be loud when you are trying for another person to understand you. This yeah. I remember, you know, like as if speaking louder is going to convey the message better. <laughs> but I think that's also something that I picked up from that trip. If you're, you know, planning to visit a country, it's, it's nice to maybe learn a few words, like the most important things, saying where you're going, the greeting, or where can I get food? Because we all know those are the most important things. <laughs> yeah. Glory to God, we arrived safe. Anyway, I think we can share about our host, Carolina. Carolina was the best host ever. She prepared food for us. Remember, we arrived very late. It, you know, that feeling arriving and then having a very beautiful shower and then yeah. having to have a very hot dinner. Do you remember the name of the food she gave us? I definitely do. They were lentils. And they were prepared so nicely. They were so warm, really cooked well. It was exactly what we needed at that time. And honestly, I will never forget that lentil soup because I think it's probably the best that I've had. So thank you, Carolina. Or should we say thank you to also your parents? <laughs> because, because she told us the parents came and cooked for us. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's very funny. We also experienced some funny moments when we were there in Malaga, Spain. You know how when you travel for a vacation and you want to rest and forget about work and other stress. And so we were like, okay, in the evening after sightseeing, we we're like, okay, let's try a, a Malaga beer. And then we just went to this beautiful restaurant and then we bought Malaga beers. And then we just went to the rooftop of that restaurant. And then we're just having our cheers there for the Malaga beer. And it was so amazing. Yes, absolutely. I like its size it wasn't like too big <laughs> 
I felt like it was quite cute. Like the bottle and the packaging was quite cute, but it, I felt like it was just like the right size, especially if you are trying it for the first time. And it was actually really nice. Like it was nice, cold, um, and just what we needed for a hot day. Absolutely, Irene. And also, we also tried Malaga seafood. I remember this was Carolina's idea. We just wanted to order like normal food, you know, um, for an evening. But Carolina said you can buy a bigger plate of variety of fish, and then you can get an opportunity to try more than like six or seven type of fish and then we we're like okay let's do it so for the first time i got to try octopus i, I was eating while closing my eyes <laughs> and, and listening to my heart and because it was so surreal for me to be able to put octopus in my mouth i don't know it's it's just in my head because octopus looks very weird and one of the fish that i find weird is octopus i just said to myself i'll never eat that fish it looks weird it works weird you know and so when i tried it for the first time i was like oh no but carola said put lemon on it put lemon on it. <laughs> she was really devoted to us having full malaga experience so that was very nice to be honest for me um i can't say that it's my favorite thing mm. it was really nice to try it out and that's always a good thing you know you go to a, a new place you know try out the foods and everything else in the place so the good thing with the varieties there are some things you'd like there are some things you may not like some things you might be unsure of let's just say that for me octopus is yeah one of those things i don't think i'll be trying again (laughs) (laughs) it's the same with me i'm like am i ever gonna try it again it didn't just meet my expectations to be honest but anyway that's that's fine because it was just for trying okay so our sightseeing experience was also very nice so we got to visit the roman theater which was discovered in 1951 so you can check it out maybe on google or if you want to know more about the the roman theater and we also visited the malaga cathedral and it's one of the tallest in the city yeah so we visited also the picasso birthplace and also the Picasso Museum. Picasso Museum has more than 200 artworks from the artist. Uh, this guy was a very celebrated artist. So yeah, if you want to know more about the Picasso, you can also check it out uh, online. And also we visited the Carmen Museum. This was a very beautiful museum. It, it was in the middle of the city and we got to see the Spanish paintings. And you know, I like that museum a lot because it was very quiet when people are in. You are just like visiting one paint to another paint and it's just come and the appreciation of you know creativity and abstract so i think it was a very beautiful experience for us to have my highlight will be the magueta beach this was the closest uh, beach from the city center and it was very convenient for us to go there so we were there you know as usual uh, taking pictures here and there we had a very long swim i think we stayed in water for like three hours or something but um i think it was worth it it was beautiful given the heat and also i remember irene we visited paloma park and to be honest it was a very beautiful park and it has like paloma birds and some good scenery you can just you know when when you just close your eyes you just hear the bird sound and the calmness of you know when you look up you see the movement from the trees and you get rested to be honest but then (laughs) the funny part is when carolina told us that uh she's going to show us animals in the park and then so 
we were very excited. We were like, wow, at, <laughs> at last we're going to see animals in Spain. Ah, let's see the animals. So we were very excited following Carolina, you know, taking us to see animals. <laughs> For some reason, I think I was expecting to see wild animals. You know, when some... <laughs> When someone says I'm taking you to see animals, I expected to see wild animals and not what we have at home as domestic animals. Yes. In the north, in the Kilimanjaro where I come from, Tanzania, we have domestic animals like goats, sheep, cows, and etc. And we have those for subsistence farming. Back home in Africa, Tanzania in particular, we have actual game reserve where one can see all sort of wild animals. So seeing those goats in that park was actually very shocking. <laughs> I think that's where also the culture clash also comes in. <laughs> it was I a think culture shock. It was really a, yeah, it was really a culture shock. <laughs> um like you you rightly pointed out um we have we keep goats at home as you know domestic animals and things like that so you'll not you'd not find it in in a zoo or a park back home you'd basically find you know the wild animals and stuff like that so it was a cultural shock to us to see a goat being you know kept in an enclosure but she was very excited about it and she's like i'll take you to see the animals and maybe the way we reacted to it might have kind of shocked her because we just kept laughing and we're like where are the animals <laughs> like this is it <laughs> it was so it was so funny i I vividly remember what our faces looked like when we saw the goats and we're like, what? Just to let our CFI sweetheart know that because of this experience, um, we extended our invitation to Carolina, who was our host and our friend in Malaga, Spain. We, we just invited her right away to come to Africa and Tanzania to see real animals. I personally invited her to see the Serengeti and Gorongoro and Mikumi. I told her that when she comes, to Tanzania, you know, I'll take her around to, you know, to see the game reserves. So I hope that she'll make time for it and she will narrate that story for the rest of her life. I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. We are getting at the end of our conversation as we're speaking. And thank you very much for those who have been listening to this episode. And we are asking for you guys to share with your friends so that they can enjoy this conversation as well. Uh, thank you very much also for those who have subscribed to our CFI official podcast YouTube channel. And I request those who are yet to subscribe to kindly subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, we are using the same name on Instagram as well so you can just search cfi official podcast just to let you know when you subscribe you validate our work and it will mean that we are more motivated to host more meaningful conversation again thank you very much to all our cfi sweethearts for listening to this episode and thank you very much irene for joining me and i hope that you are going to come another time thank you for inviting me maxi and yeah um we look forward to future collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye.